Welcome to the Talented Learning Show podcast series, episode 52, with independent learning tech analyst John Lay. Today, I interview Rich Bartlett, Managing Director at Nelnet Community Engagement, about innovations in SMB Learning System Solutions. You can find more of our fiercely independent content at talentedlearning.com. Well, welcome back, everybody, to the Talented Learning Show podcast series. On this show, I am fortunate to interview the world's leading experts in learning technology solutions from both the vendor and the practitioner perspectives. And today is no different. From the vendor expert side of the equation, we have a highly experienced and engaging guest today with Rich Bartlett, who's the managing director of Nelnet Community Engagement, uh, which is compromised of three entities. We'll learn a little bit about it, but you'll probably know Rich more from his talented learning fame as the CEO and founder of CD2 Technologies, uh, or CD2 Learning, rather, uh, which has been a perennial winner in our awards uh, over the years. And so we're going to learn what's happened uh, with CD2, uh, about the new organization, and about the impact that they're making in the marketplace, especially in the small and medium uh, business uh, side of the sector. Now, personally, I come from the large-scale side of the sector because LMSs were so expensive for so long that small and medium-sized businesses just didn't really get a chance to take advantage. And all of that has changed. And not only that, they're pushing innovation by doing multi-audience and all kinds of uh, nice uh, learning management uh, and learning system advances uh, inside of all sectors of the marketplace. So we're going to learn specifically uh, what's going down uh, here in the, the small and medium sector today from our our guest expert, Rich. Thanks so much for finally joining me on the Talented Learning Show podcast. We've been wanting to have you on forever, and I'm glad that you're taking the time. Welcome. It's great to finally have you here. Thanks, John. Yeah, appreciate it. It's uh, it's an honor. So, all right, all right. Well, why don't you catch everybody up here, including myself? You know, we know you forever on from CD2 Learning, and uh, so now the organization's changed. You're broader. You have a bigger mission. Tell us. Why don't we start at the top, and we'll go from there. Sure, sure. So, um, yeah, CD2, we started in 2008, uh, more, more on the, um, the faith side of, of, of business. And my wife and I uh, had a company called the ATI uh, Testing, which is a nurse education company, where we leveraged um, what was SaaS, uh, you know, back then in terms of learning and online education, but really the nomenclature wasn't there yet. Not that we were ahead of the, the game by any stretch of the imagination, but in the sense of uh, there was really not that name, um, you know, in the marketplace of online education, trained about 3 million nurses around the world and um, yeah. sold the company in 2008 and really felt um, called to, to do something philanthropic um, in, in, the, in the religious space. So we uh, started, um, basically rewrote a lot of the code in terms of what we were doing in the, in the LMS kind of SaaS piece of it. And, uh, really went after after the Catholic and uh, Christian space market to help them get kiddos engaged um, in, into learning that, uh, you know, w was relative to them from mobile to, you know, online aspects of, you know, searching out whether it was, you know, ha not having to go to Google or any other, you know, uh, spot to try to find uh, great faith, uh, faith content. Uh, we were ab able to help them leverage you know, a platform to do it. And then it, it basically morphed into, you know, additional um, corporate space clients. And we've, we've had, we, we have some incredible, incredible logos. And obviously, confidentially, I want to be careful about, you know, uh, releasing too many of those because I want their approval before I would, would do that. But it's just you, you and me here, Rich. <laughs> it's just you and me. 
<laughs> just you and I. All right. <laughs> anyway, yeah, uh, very, very recognized logos, top 100, you know, uh, public company type logos. And uh, we, we've been very, very fortunate on that side of it. So we, we truly specialize um, in that small to medium market, albeit we have those larger clients and probably 25 of, of the really large. And then, I mean, you know, hundreds of this, the, the small to medium, as well as in the church space. We're in 150 countries um, in those three sectors, you know, probably pushing, oh gosh, half a million to a million users a year on that faith-based side of it. Um, and then the corporate space obviously um, is is sectored into those larger organizations from extended enterprise all the way down to, you know, uh, someone that's just leveraging our um, our LMS aspect of of doing it themselves. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, we we kind of picture that that market though, John, um, is really evolving over the last five years. And you've been very very helpful. And um, you know, hats off to you in terms of being an industry. Uh, thought leader, because you really have helped a lot of not only clients, but also corporations that are in the learning space, you know, define what, um, what is the best channel that they should, they should leverage, where is the best landing pad for them to have success in the things that they're doing. So hats off to you. Hey, well, thanks. Um, thanks for that. Hey, is Nelnet then, is CD2 learning still a brand or is it part of the, it, it, yeah. What's that relationship? Sure, sure. So, there and tell us that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, we hit our, uh, we basically almost tripled the size of the company in, in terms of the COVID, um, you know, outbreak. And, you know, more on the, the faith-based side of it where kiddos were, weren't able to attend either church or, or um, you know, private schools. And, you know, you know what technology costs to to develop, and it was one of those, you know, pure cross points of of um, you know things happen for a reason. And Nelnet is um, CD two is a brand, CFT Catholic Faith Technology is a brand. Um, those those two brands in the marketplace, uh, Nelnet was really. Um, um, you know, on the forefront of, of all types of education, they're really kind of known as, as um, higher ed loan processing on behalf of, of the government as well as themselves, but have, have really um, taken a charge and gone after education as a space and education and technology. And I think it's around 38 companies that are under that Nelnet uh, brand um, from Huddle, to, to obviously us, to a company called Fax. Um, there's, there's a myriad of them. And it's, you know, I, my hat's off to those guys too um, for, for really looking um, to expand that, that uh, you, you know, those offerings and stay in a niche, uh, you know, throughout that. So yes, CD2 is its own brand. Uh, we are out in the marketplace, um, you know, today in the corporate space. And, um, you know, we like, like you, we talked about earlier or the small to medium sector to us is about, you know, 500 to 5,000 employees. Mm-hmm. Um, again, we bounce up into that higher level, but that this is an area that we really try to target. And uh, we try to be a technology partner. Um, and I say that with, with a little bit of bated breath, because we actually almost interview our clients as much as they're interviewing us. And, and it sounds crazy as an entrepreneur for me to even say that, but it is true. 
we want to make sure that we are the right fit. We have no problem telling them, hey, you know, there's a myriad, there's over 600 LMSs in the, in the, in the world today. We don't have a problem if, um, you know, if we're not the right fit to telling them and then helping them, you know, actually vet. I push a lot of folks your direction um, to, to help them find that. And uh, so, you know, you know we want to be a true technology partner. We want to help them scale that training. We want to help them automate that onboarding and workflows. You know, if it's a certification process that they're trying to achieve, mm-hmm. we want them to have the best success that they can possibly have as, as a technology partner as well. Mm-hmm. And so uh, you're in a unique uh, space or a unique position in that you are a small business. You have created multiple successful content businesses and now, you know, help use that same technology to help other small businesses essentially do the same thing uh, over sure. and over again. And, and so that puts you in a, in a unique group of, uh, as I introduced you at the beginning of the show here as on the vendor expert side, but you're really on uh, one of the unique professionals that's on both sides of, of, of doing it and, and actually selling it and set uh, brings a, a really unique perspective uh, uh, to this interview and, and to our, our collective thinking here. So sure. what are the, the questions I would have uh, to start off with? We're already jumping into them, but what would today's small and medium uh, LMS buyer learning system buyer look for? Like what are, what are they looking for in a solution? There's 600 out there. There's, there's probably a hundred I can almost rattle off that you get free trials and, you know, get going, you know, without any even interactions with the organization. Do they want that? Do they want services? Are they looking to solve problems? Do they have it tied to business case? Tell me, frame it out for us. That's a lot sure, of questions sure. all in one, but <clears throat> as, as, see if, see yeah, if you no can tackle problem. some of that. No, 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 that's great. You know, um, and that's a question we ask them a lot because a lot of times they really don't know what problem they're trying to solve. And that's the consultative uh, you know, application that we apply to it in terms of that technology partner. You know, are they trying to you know, monetize intellectual property? Are they trying to just internally train um, you know, uh, staff members? Are they doing extended enterprise or they're, you know, they're truly internally training their staff as well as uh, dealer networks? Are they, um, you know, what are they trying to solve? And I will say, you know, the beauty of the things that we do, um, and and I guess our history helps us, um, you know, we we can go the full chasm from just, you know, a standalone LMS to an LMS in in a CMS, you know, content management system within it to be able to house those assets, as well as go to the extended enterprise aspect of it. Over the last about uh, year and a half, we've really focused on on helping automate, you know, onboarding workflows. And, you know, we can unpack that too, you know, if we have time in the end. Um, But, you know, I will say our our employee training uh, makes up about 60% of our market uh, in terms of customer base. And extended enterprise adds another forty percent. Adds that retaining forty percent. And when I, when we usually get into it, they're really honestly searching to say, "Hey, do I? What am I really trying to achieve? Um, am I just again trying to educate my staff, or am I trying to, you know, go to that next level of of process?" We see them usually mitigate. Um, 
or migrate, I, I apologize, to uh, starting out, maybe it's sales training, maybe it's leadership training, maybe it's um, ops training internally to um, satisfy some certifications. And then that expansive nature of what we do, we land and expand pretty, pretty fast. Um, so, you know, again, great question. Uh, not, not always do the small to medium businesses even know what they're trying to achieve. That's where we come into play as a true technology partland partner and help them unpack that um, for success. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, it's not surprising that they come in on the, the departmental solutions because that's where they can tie to business value the easiest, uh, I think, of sales and uh, certainly in sales and customer sure. service as a way to to see the effects of your training and in a measurable way. So it's probably a natural fit to, to go there. What, what about from training their customers versus training their employees? I seem to bump into the scenario where it, it's uh, the customers are more important than the employees in small and medium uh, businesses. Is, is that an accurate statement or not on your experience? What do you run into? Well, uh, I would say five years ago, that's an accurate statement. I will say today, today's employee being, it seems like it's a lot more transactional. There's a lot more opportunities uh, for employees in the marketplace. Uh, hence, you know, it's really tough to recruit and hire right now. Um, they're a more sophisticated employee than I think they ever have been. And I think the company as a direct representation of who they are have to be um, supportive of that as well. It's not just about what that employee can do for the company, but also what the company can do to help them along in their their um, education process. And they look at it that that you know it that way. So um, again, training is a direct reflection of who that organization is. Hence, why you know clients come into us and may have a small training department, may have a graphics designer or two on staff, may have an instructional designer. What ends up happening? Um, you know, as we interview them, uh, you know, and we're asking them, you know, what does training mean to you? Uh, what is the culture around your training? Um, you know, what is your content strategy? These are questions that we will pose to them and then try to unpack that for them to say, well, I thought it was really this, but boy, I didn't know that we could do that too um, with your support and help. Um, we have instructional designers on staff. We have content designers on staff. So we end up doing kind of a blended hybrid model a lot of times in support of them. So bringing that content to life, um, you know, in, in maybe a way that they didn't, um, you know, see a, a PowerPoint being transitioned into, you know, a workflow process. Um, so, you know, again, it, it's, it's it, what yesterday used to be an LMS today. Um, you're truly a direct reflection of the organization to both the employee as well as that client. Um, and, and I'll talk a little bit about the client side, as you said, which is more important. Um, I will say it's equally now. I would have said it's you know different, like I said, five years ago. The client side of it, again, you're representing the professionalism of the organization and what does that training look like for them? For instance, say, you know, an organization is training a sales team internally how to market these new products coming, you know, coming out as well as pushing it out to a dealer network, pushing it out to a reseller. Uh, that reseller needs to know um, as much, if not more, for their client about 
um, you know, the product that they're selling um, than the actual sales representative uh, on behalf of the corporation. So um, that extended enterprise piece of it usually comes into play if it's a B2C model from um, an organization. And that's usually a process that takes over a year or two. And that's that land and expand that we talk about, um, you know, internally. Uh, they don't really recognize that, hey, we can take a lot of that coursework and push it forward, if you will, in that extended enterprise. Sometimes they monetize it. You know, sometimes that dealer network, you know, John, is run through our e-commerce system and they're actually paying for that content. So training ends up, up to be budget neutral rather than, than an expense line item, you know, within a corporation. Wow. That's great. That's great. You know, we talk about that all the time, talented learning, of course, the the multi-audience deployments and the, the bigger you go with a company, the, the more difficult it is to make that happen, even though holistically it makes a ton of sense for the reasons that you describe of sharing that content around common audiences, even if there aren't employees uh, in terms of, of getting your benefits. So it's interesting to see that, uh, you know, at, in the smaller medium sized business, they're not buying two or three systems, uh, but rather right. you're, you're educating them up a path, which is really where a lot of the, the early adopters uh, wanted to go uh, and still want to go. Uh, so it's kind of ironic that uh, the, the later adopters are the ones that are getting there faster. So that's right. That's interesting. Now I know you've built a better mousetrap and I want to uh, talk about uh, that in particular. One of the things that you guys specialize, like a lot of your competitors will specialize in solutions for this audience or solutions for customers or solutions for employees. And you guys came at it, or at least what struck me in previous conversations of developing a better mousetrap that can be applied to all those. And, and one of those is that whole workflow uh, scenario where the workflow capability that you, you build out that you mentioned earlier on in the conversation that you use uh, for onboarding as, as probably the lowest hanging fruit. Could you describe right. that? Give us an example of that. Give us an example of, you know, how that's different than just a, a different train uh, than a training path that a lot of people might think is, is the same thing. And, um, but it's not. So unpack all sure, that for sure. us, please. Yeah. Yeah. No problem. So a workflow to us and how it actually started was more of an onboarding process. So, you know, say you have collaborative assignments or tasks or activities uh, where it involves more than one person. Maybe it's the, the actual employee coming on and their upline manager. Um, and they're re responsible for completing different, um, you know, uh, touch points along the way that workflow. So, uh, you know, like I said, new, you know, new hire onboarding starts with an introduction to, you know, a task, um, you know, a new hire assignment documents, you know, uploaded within the system. Um, say their, their manager has to review that or HR has to review that prior to um, it being, you know, uh, processed within the HR system or transferred over through API. Um, so there's some collaboration in terms of that, that workflow. Um, they can provide feedback to say, hey, this looks great, but can you add a few things here? Or it's a video that's, um, you know, uploaded to the sales manager from a sales representative on a uh, quote unquote pitch. And um, that collaboration aspect of that workflow from that sales manager to that individual, you know, uh, sales leader um, can, can kind of be a, a workflow and process, if you will. And information can go back and forth within the system. So it's not just a static training. There is collaboration taking place, you know, amongst it. Um, you know, say that the manager has tasks um, and they can schedule meetings within that. 
you know, task process. Hey, we need to check in next Wednesday and I'd love to have, you know, X, Y, and Z video of, of this pitch completed by then, or, um, you know, transmission of, you know, ABC documents loaded, back loaded within the system. So it's a system of record as well as a workflow process. Um, you know, the communication, you know, uh, you know, channels across those different roles from emails to texts to texts to, you know, system notifications um, that track the status of that process. It's all, you know, there in, in kind of, well, in a robust reporting, you know, type process. So dashboards have been really um, uh, easy to integrate now. Um, and, and those things are uh, allowing you know, these individuals or upline managers or HR or corporate um, make data-driven decisions based on their employees or based on, you know, that extended enterprise aspect of it that we just talked about, you know, from the customer level. So, you know, it's, I, I said a lot of, uh, and I, you're drinking out of a fire hose in the sense of what a workflow is, but it's really, you know, it, it's a workflow plan and they can be leveraged for a lot of different areas. Um, most of the folks understand it as, you know, an onboarding process, but as again, that consultative process of us being a technology partner, those are the things that we start working on them to help them reduce friction um, with their employee training, help them reduce, you know, friction within the organization and, you know, upskill, help upskill those, you know, employees as well as uh, resellers in the market. Mm -hmm. Wow. Excellent. Excellent. If I could summarize uh, here for all the uh, learning gurus, you know what I think the main difference of this workflow is from a, a from a training plan or a curriculum. I think in a nutshell, a training plan or a curriculum is a series of training activities. But where CD two has turned that is to really make it a system that's broader than training that allows you to incorporate non training aspects uh, of that workflow of that hiring process or any process into the training workflow, wrapping all the communication and collaboration and automation around there. So it's, it's like the training plan and, 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 uh, essentially. Well said. No, that, no, that, that's, that's great, John. No, that was well said. <laughs> all right. I must've been a LMS sales guy in another life. The, <laughs> no, that's really cool. That's really cool because you found a new way to provide value and you found a new way to uh, you know, differentiate against just the pure learning systems out there. And so it makes it easier to buy, easier to tie to business value, uh, easier to invest in. And uh, you know, all that's great for uh, your clients and, and for your organization, I'm sure. Um, so that's sure. wonderful. Uh, we're already running like every podcast, it goes too quick. Um, so we're gonna roll into our, our last question here. It's interesting on just hearing how the marketplace has evolved, the multi-audience approach, how you can add more value with, extension of training into the business applications. And so, and you mentioned the land and expand uh, uh, you know, a, a few times as, as your strategy as an organization by providing value and, and growing the account. What would be your, your best advice for organizations that you probably described earlier on in the call that aren't doing any of this or really even uh, training automation in, in general yet? as the best way for a small and medium business to one, identify areas of opportunity as, as not just a cost, but as a way to help their business. What's the first step to making that business case internally and, and getting 
an initiative like this off the ground for one of your key audiences. Do you have any thoughts on that? What you see? Sure. I mean, yeah. And, and, and we talk about, um, a lot internally, you know, does, does training have meaning in the organization organization? And yes, absolutely. It always does. And that's how HR as well as the training teams look at it. But, you know, again, is there a culture that they're trying to create around training? Um, what are they trying to accomplish? Is it just to, you know, uh, meet certification standards for certain things within their organization? Or is it actually, you know, are they attempting to uh, teach them about the leadership way of that organization? Are they trying to teach them, um, you, you know, certain things within that, that um, you know, craft of the organization? The, the, the hard questions usually that we have to ask them, you know, do they currently have some type of training? Is it SCORM? Is it PowerPoints? Is it storyboards? Is it videos? Is it, um, and these are internally the things that they have to get their ducks in a row in um, before they go after any, any LMS or any organization in terms of searching that out. So, you know, I always, I always try to, to push it back in their lap to say, all right, uh, you know, again, what is your strategy around training? What are you trying to accomplish? And then now let's discuss how we can, um, you know, apply these different areas um, for, for the most success, uh, you, you know, in employee retention, um, job upskilling, um, you know, that next level of training for, for sales representatives out into the market, uh, the, the brand recognition of, of resellers, as well as um, that extended enterprise piece of it. Are you, can you use this data to make data-driven decisions internally at HR, internally at training, internally in ops? Um, so, you know, the, the deep question has to be, what is the meaning behind your training and what are you trying to accomplish as an organization internally? I think if they start with that first, John, um, they're well on their way to say, hey, now it's time to, you know, to, to grab talented learning and, and unpack a few different, you know, op opportunities or options. Let me go out into the marketplace and start interviewing a few of these. Um, you know, LMS, CMS, uh, extended enterprise organizations, um, you know, out there. Excellent. Excellent. Sage advice, Rich Bartlett, who is managing director, Nelnet, uh, community engagement, CD2 learning. Uh, Rich, thanks so much uh, for joining me today. It's great to hear your perspective on the marketplace. It's nice to, uh, it's, it's nice to see, you know, I've been in this market now over 25 years, and it's just so interesting to see how it's evolved to now small and medium business that are doing multi-audience, internal, external uh, type learning solutions that only 10 years ago, organizations had to pay a million dollars to deploy something like that. And uh, now that it's available to everybody. And I think the, the second part of that whole process that, that really, I, I think it is interesting and excites me to, to, to see is that, uh, it's just open to everybody now and that organizations can take the opportunity to use learning as a strategic advantage, as opposed to just checking the box for compliance. And that's something else that's uh, new and it's something that uh, you're, you're enabling your clients to do. So Rich, thanks for joining me. Uh, thanks for joining us today. Uh, it was great to have you here. 
Truly a pleasure. Thanks, John, for all you do. Oh, Have a great thank day. You. Okay. Thank you. Take care. Everyone, thanks for joining into another episode of the Town Learning Show podcast series. Uh, we hope to see or hear you on the next. And uh, you can find more of our fiercely independent resources at talentedlearning.com. Thanks, everyone. Have a great day.